Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And Western medicine is one of those illusion holders. You know, we really have a disease care system, not a health care system. We kind of forget that all of this is one living organic system and we're connected to the earth. We're connected to source. We're connected to this body we live in. So we've been conditioned to think in terms of treating or eliminating symptoms. But how can we create total health and really reclaim our authentic, natural wholeness? And let's really think in terms of disrupting the status quo. Let's shake things up a bit. Listen to this. You can start to grow a new body in as little as seven days, a body free of disease and a body that defies the aging process. That sounds like a disruptor, right? Well, our guest today believes, knows there are two magical ingredients to health. The first ingredient can be found only in the invisible matrix of the universe, which he calls oneness. The second ingredient is the plants that promote health, not necessarily the plants that treat specific diseases, but that promote health. And the most important lesson of this wisdom is how these two, oneness and plants, work together. I have been so captivated by this idea and this new book that we are dedicating two shows to this topic. Today, we're going to explore the broad terrain and understand the issues, the medicine, the discoveries, the challenges, and the causes. And in part two, we're going to dive deeper into the what and the how. This is an important topic for our time, and I'm so happy to bring you this conversation. So I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your heart and mind, and settle into your essential wholeness. As I introduce our guest, you know him well. He's one of my favorites. He's been on the show several times, Dr. Alberto Velado has trained as a psychologist and medical anthropologist and has practiced yoga for more than 25 years. He's traveled to the source of India's holy rivers in the Himalayas to rediscover the wisdom of India's ancient shamans. He also directs the Four Winds Society, where he trains individuals in the U.S. and Europe in the practice of shamanic energy medicine. Dr. Valaldo has written numerous best-selling books, and now I'm holding in my hand his newest book, Grow a New Body. Welcome back, Alberto. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Julie. What a treat to be with you again. Oh, thank you. It is always a treat to have you here. You're one of my favorites. You're one of our fans' favorites. And you always bring such a grounded, full mm. perspective 
to some of the most important topics. And so I always love, yeah, you're welcome. I love bringing your voice here. And this book will not disappoint our listeners. Like I said, we are going to devote two whole shows to this because first we're just going to cruise the terrain of why you even wrote this book and then we're going to dig deeper. But I'm going to ask you our traditional first question because in light of this new book, I know there might be some just new nuances on the surface of your consciousness ready to emerge as I ask this question, if you could um, share with our listeners, what does all things connected mean to you today? Well, it, it means it's a reminder. It's a reminder because all things are connected. So it's a statement of what is. And I think that those are the most powerful statements in the world when you're stating what is, yet it remains invisible to those who do not have their eyes open to see it. So that's always a memory jolt. Ah, yes, we are all, we are all interconnected. Mm, yes. And, you know, so I, I'm really happy to kind of bring that and weave it into this bigger picture because you say we can start to grow a new body in as little as seven days, this body that's free from disease and that really defies the aging process. And all we have to do is switch on the codes that are stored in our DNA, that these have helped us grow from a single cell to this full adult. And it's a secret of the shamans that they've had for centuries and centuries and it's called one spirit medicine we can restore our health and prevent illness so let's Mm -hmm. begin with this overview and more importantly you yourself alberto because you begin this book by talking about yourself you got deathly ill deathly ill And I think your story is so important in setting the context of what's come out of Grow a New Body here. So can you start by sharing your story of when you fell ill? Um, I would be happy to. And I'll tell you when I felt healthy again, because as a medical anthropologist, I did field research in the jungles of the world, I was in I was in Indonesia, in Southeast Asia, in the Amazon, in Central America, and in in the in the African desert. And and over the years, I collected a bunch of viruses and microbes that took up residence inside my body. And it's not that the Amazon is dangerous. The Amazon is so clean; it's really the Garden of Eden. But the last white outpost before you get to the Virgin Amazon, it's where the white man lives surrounded by his filth. And, and you know, we're the only we're the only creatures that 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 spoil our own nest, you know. So it was in those outposts of civilization that I picked up the malaria, the hepatitis, the, I had bugs that were in my brain and my heart was full of holes and I, my liver was shot. And the doctor said to me, you better get in line for a liver transplant and maybe a heart transplant. And I knew I could probably get a new liver and a new heart, but where was I going to get a good brain? They're hard to come by. So 
instead of going to a first-class medical center, I went with my wife to the Amazon to work with the shamans that I had worked with for a very long time. And they showed me how to switch on the longevity genes, to silence the genes that create disease. Now, I use Western medicine to kill all the bugs and parasites because Western medicine is really good at killing stuff. But to grow, and I had a dead liver and a heart full of holes and a brain that was riddled with dead parasites. I had to still grow a new body. And I did. And so what this is what this book is about, because we all grew a body once, so we know how to do it. But these instructions are now in password-protected regions of our DNA. And what the shamans of old discovered was how to hack our biology so we could switch these on again to, to literally grow a younger body as we age. And not to assume that the symptoms that we're feeling as we grow older are natural or normal. Mm. I love how you say password protected DNA. So if we just go to the, the basic fundamentals, we have grown a body from a single cell to who we are today, no matter where we're listening from, we can relate to that. We started in the womb, we came from a, an egg and sperm, and here we are. And then we can also look at modern science, Alberto, and, and really understand that we know different tissues and organs regenerate, right? And they grow new and we slough off. So let's just kind of talk about that. But I'm really curious how you use the term password protected, because then we're getting into really hacking that and, and really understanding those deeper levels. But what does happen in our body? How, how often are we replenishing and regenerating the different organs and cells? Well, it all varies. But because, if, for example, your skin, every six or seven days you grow uh, new skin cells. The lining of your throat and your GI tract is every three days. Your, the mucosa in your lungs, every four days you shed that whole mucosa and get a new one. Even your bones re regenerate every seven years. So this is what led Wayne Dyer to say one time, I remember him saying, you know, there's no one in the planet older than seven years old. And because we get a new body every seven years, and but if you don't guide, if you don't really tap into these secret codes, you're simply gonna go grow a body that's a little more wrinkled and a little older than the one you had seven years ago. Mm. But if you can switch on these genetics and turn on what I call the immortality genes or the longevity genes, today we know scientifically, science tells us that they will silence more than 500 genes that create breast disease and lung cancer and, and um, dementia and, and heart attacks. All of these genes will be silenced and then more than 200 genes that create health will be switched on. And this is the work of Dr. Dean Ornish at UCSF, brilliant, brilliant researcher, utilizing the same green-based diet, plant-based diets that the shamans work with. Mm. So 
We're going to do an overview today of these two pieces, and you just mentioned the plant-based, and um, we're going to go deeper into that real specifically next week so that, that our listeners can really understand this, and I'm going to encourage them to go out and get this book and prepare and get ready, because then some of their questions may be answered. But for now, there's these, these two pieces to this prescription. Um, like the Dean Ornish plant-based diet, you're talking about some power plants here. And you're also talking about this oneness experience. But let's start with the plants because I want to just, I, 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 as I've been reading the book, I've just been smiling and celebrating and um, really feeling this contentedness. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Dr. Alberto, I went completely sugar-free and flour-free several months ago, a couple months ago. No flour, no processed flour whatsoever of any kind, no sugar, not even honey or agave or, or nothing. And my body is definitely shifting and adapting to that and you talk a lot about the plant-based and our american diet so let's start with what we're doing wrong with our diet you talk about sugar we're you know we we're becoming more aware of the inflammation a lot of people don't understand all the grains they just think it's a gluten piece but your book does a really beautiful job explaining what's happening with our American diet and uh, probably not just the American diet, our, our modern day diet. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is not, I remember being in the Amazon. I was a young medical anthropologist in my late twenties and I had a research grant from one of the big Swiss pharma so I can't, I can't believe that I was originally funded by the dark side. So they, they gave me a grant to help them find the next big cancer cure because the Amazon is nature's pharmacy. And I spent months canoeing to the backwaters of the Amazon and I came back empty handed because there was no cancer. There was no dementia. There was no heart disease. And people say to me, well, that's because they die young. And I said, no, 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 no. That's because they don't have the standard American diet. That's the acronym of it is SAD. They don't eat like we do. And it's only when they begin to eat like we do and get exposed to Monsanto and to pesticides and to um, uh, mercury in their fillings that they begin to get sick and to die like we do. And, and I've seen that in a generation of Amazonian peoples that were slim, disease-free. They moved to the cities and they began to eat fast food and go to their dentist to get their fillings because of the sugar that they've been eating and the cavities that they've caused. And they put mercury in their mouth and they get sick and they die like we do. So this is, these are the illnesses of the West. And if we shift our diet, if we, a hundred years ago, we would eat five pounds of sugar a year per person. Today, we're eating 195 pounds of sugar per person. And I don't know who's eating my chocolate chip cookies, because I'm not. <laughs> so this is, this is part of the problem. It's the, the huge, and, and Alzheimer's, 
which is rampant today, if you live to be 85 years old, you have one out of two, a 50% risk of having diagnosable Alzheimer's. This is, this is not forgetting where you left your car keys. This is forgetting your children's names. If you live to be 85, one out of two people will have diagnosable Alzheimer's unless we change. Now, you cannot cure Alzheimer's. It's incurable, but you can prevent it. It's preventable. And I, and I speak about how we do this in, one, in Grow a New Body. We know how to prevent it, but we cannot treat it. And in fact, Alzheimer's is being called type 3 diabetes because of the relationship to sugar. So sugar is number one. The other is grains, the processed grains, even if you're eating gluten-free. As soon as you eat processed grains, they turn into sugar as soon as they go into your system. In fact, a piece of white bread has a higher glycemic index than a spoonful of white sugar. And again, you're triggering cancer. Cancer cells, their mitochondria are debilitated and they're dysfunctional. They cannot process fat, so they depend on a steady glucose sugar intake for their survival. So, you know, if you're eating sugar that in the quantities that we've been educated to eat, and believe me, I was raised on sugar. I mean, my parents believed in comfort food and in rewarding kids with candy. <clears throat> so this is the this is the recipe for disaster. And once these conditions hit, there's no way to reverse Parkinson's, no way to reverse dementia. Very difficult to to um, to treat many kinds of cancers. You know, Alberto, when I'm listening to you, I'm I'm also remembering in the book. Um, as you're talking, the, the, the sugar and the flours, all the grains um, that convert to sugars are causing these long-term diseases and illnesses that we're talking about, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. And I mean, you, the list goes on and on. But there's also these immediate symptoms of the foggy brain and the energy levels and just not feeling good. Can you speak to, to those yeah. of what is it, what is it doing to our, our mental health, our energy, our creativity, our, there's so much more to it. Absolutely. See what, what's happening is, is that with the, in, with the consumption of sugars that we have and of grains that turn into sugars, we have an overgrowth of yeast in our guts. And the yeast is candida. And so if you skip a meal, they begin screaming. They want to get fed. And it's not that you're hungry. In fact, if you skip two meals with a big overgrowth of candida, you're, you're not only hungry, you're hangry which is what happens when you don't feed your yeast. So this is the, um, and you know, this is interesting because we all have a candida overgrowth, which we can eliminate. I talk about how to eliminate candida and grow a new body. It's essential. But the um, purpose of candida, in fact, it's normal to have a small amount of candida. The purpose of it is to eliminate your body after you die. This is nature's body disposal system. But you don't want to do this like a day too early. 
So this is absolutely essential. And the other thing is that it clogs up our detox systems, our natural detoxification systems. So if you are eating a large amount of sugar, you will not be able to switch over into burning fats. And we're only eliminating toxins when we're in ketosis, when we're using fat for fuel. And one of, one of, to me, one of the amazing statistics is if you look at, the, uh, at Australians, Australians, the white people, have one of the highest incidences of skin cancer, of melanoma in the planet, huge, hugely high. But if you look at the Aboriginal communities, they don't use sunscreen. They don't, they don't lather up with sunscreen and they live outside and they have zero melanoma until they begin to eat like we do and get toxic like we do. And then their melanoma and skin cancer rates go be, are equivalent to that of the white population all in a few years. So we have to detox. We have to restore the balance to the gut, get rid of the candida because the gut produces 95% of our serotonin of this neurotransmitter that the brain turns into melatonin so we can sleep is produced in the gut. And serotonin is what creates the bliss molecules in the brain that allow you to meditate and to have the experience of oneness. So it's all interconnected. And of course, if you go to your to your neurologist or your psychologist with brain fog, the psychotherapist is going to ask you to talk about your mother and your father. And the neurologist is going to get an MRI to see if you have a tumor. But they won't talk to the GI doc who will tell you that the problem comes from the gut when you're not producing the right neurotransmitters and your sugar, excess sugar consumption has led to rampant um, to rampant candida. So we, we need to remember that the body is a, is a system and it's a singular system. It's not like Western medicine that you have the head docs and the heart docs and the GI docs and the foot docs as if these parts of the body were disconnected. The, thank you. The thing I'm, I'm like... I probably just need to pause because like all of these questions and comments are coming out of this because there's so much here, Alberto, that you're bringing forward. The one thing that I think I really want our listeners to integrate and hear in this moment is literally how our diet and our gut health Therefore, whether it's healthy or not healthy is really so interconnected that it affects our spiritual health and our mental health. So um, you had just mentioned the gut health and our ability that neocortex and and all the the biochemistry that creates the conditions for us to have these oneness experiences, these spiritual experiences. So there's so much here. It is so rich. And um, we're going to take a break here because instead of jumping back into now, how does our diet affect our oneness experiences? We're going to, we're going to talk about that in the second half here, but I really want you to hear this. And I, I just want to follow up with a, a few more gut health 
questions, Alberto, after the break, because I think there's more, more here that our listeners need to hear as a foundation. All righty. So we're going to take a quick break. You are here listening to the Dr. Julie show with Alberto Velado. We're talking about growing a new body. We'll be right back. Empower Meditation Channel. Non-stop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation Channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation Channel. Kids have the craziest ideas about food. Where do they get this stuff? Like eating Brussels sprouts helps you hit home runs. And eating carrots gives you x-ray vision. It's nuts. And I honestly have no idea where my daughter got this notion that broccoli is the official food of professional ballerinas. Kids, the only reason my four-year-old loves cantaloupe is because he's convinced it comes from the moon. Run, small step for man, lots of potassium for mankind. And the other day when my oldest came up to me and said, Mom, will eating peas and carrots really help me pull off a fakey frontside ollie with a twist? I look him in the eye and say, it can't hurt, honey. It can't hurt. Moms everywhere are finding creative ways to help their kids eat five servings of fruit and vegetables a day. Get ideas, get involved, get going at letsmove.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Did you know that 7 in 10 girls believe they are not good enough or don't measure up in some way? I'm Amy Poehler. You may know me from film and television, but I'm also involved off-screen, encouraging young girls to be proud of who they are. Body image breakdowns and the pressure to be perfect often causes a girl's self-esteem to plummet. But by being positive role models, we can change that. The number one wish among girls is for their parents to communicate better with them, including more frequent and more open conversations. So get involved and start talking. Begin a conversation with a girl in your life about the importance of self-esteem. Tell her why she is beautiful and set an example by avoiding negative self-talk. You can make a difference in the lives of girls, and that is no laughing matter. This message was brought to you by American Women in Radio and Television and was made possible through the generous support of the Dove Self-Esteem Fund, working together to raise self-esteem in girls everywhere. To learn more, Go to CampaignForRealBeauty.com. Thank you for making a difference. While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face with a congregation of alligators, with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line. There are a million places you'd never consider texting. So parents, why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, in the asking you to please stop the texts, and together we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstoprex.org. Radio to inspire, encourage, and empower you. This is Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. 
Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and also listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also, stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected where we continue the conversation. I'm here today with Dr. Alberto Villaldo, and he is the author of this brand new book, Grow a New Body. You can find out more about this book. Pick it up. We're going to have another conversation, um, and you can dig in and really look into this prescription with me this next session. So pick it up, grow a new body, and you can find out more at growanewbody.com. Again, that's growanewbody.com. And Alberto, right before the break, we were talking about the, the candida and the health and how this is really affecting so much. And the thing that people probably have never thought about was our spiritual experience, our ability to have that oneness experience with all of creation, that that awakening experience, and how literally our diet has affected that capacity. Can you just speak a little bit more about that? I think it's so important. It, this, it is incredibly important. The, I wrote a book a couple of years ago with David Perlmutter, who later wrote Grain Brain. I think you've had him on your show. Yeah. And, and our premise when we wrote Power Up Your Brain was that um, the, that spirituality is the inevitable result of an upgraded brain, of a brain that has been healed. And so many of our brains are broken today because of our consumption of sugar, of gluten, of grains. And the, um, but what motivated me initially in my work was that the shamans that I spent time with in the Amazon and who worked with these amazing power plants that I will speak about a little bit later, they were saying that humanity has come to a to a crisis point and that there's a new human being born on the planet right now. And they say that this new human is homo luminous. It's not only homo sapiens, but luminous man. And that we are the ones that we've been waiting for, that this new human will be born within generations, not in between generations, not our children's children, but we. We'll take that quantum leap during our lifetime because evolution is happening so rapidly right now at the same place, at the same pace that climate change and the destruction of habitats is taking place. So we're poised to take a quantum leap and become an entirely new human that will heal differently, that will age differently, and that perhaps will never die. So we are downloading the codes for that new human right now. And you do that by upgrading the quality of your energy field, of your luminous energy field that surrounds the physical body, and that organizes the physical body in the same way that a magnet organizes iron filings on a piece of glass. So if we can upgrade the quality of the information in our field, download the codes for human 2.0, 
we're gonna we're we're gonna be able to heal disease in a way that we were never able to do so before. Instead of taking us two weeks to go through the flu, we'll be able to go through it in two days. We're gonna be able to age differently and to and to become more youthful as we grow older. And this is available to us today. And this is primarily because these quantum evolutionary processes only happen during times of great crisis, like the one that we're living in today. So what an opportunity. And this is what the shamans of old, of every culture in the planet, they foretold this would be the crisis time and the opportunity that we'd be facing today. But to do that, we have to understand the science. We can't just sit back and go, wow, Here's this cool prophecy. When is it coming to my neighborhood? You know, you've got to step up to the plate and and detox. You've got to repair the gut. You've got to upgrade the brain. And then you have to create the quiet time, what the shamans call going on a vision quest, to find out what your guiding vision in your life will be which is not only a, you know, about selling another book or about making more money or having a nicer automobile. It's about how do we dream the world into being newly. Mm. Thank you. The, I'm, I, I wrote down detox, repair the gut, repair the brain, like really heal the brain and, and go on this vision quest. Um, we're going to really dig into those steps in our next show, but I, I want to pause with this luminous body and what you call the luminous energy field. I love the term homo luminous. Um, many people have tried to, to name this next evolution, you know, homo universalis, homo, you know, a lot of people. And I really appreciate the homo luminous because the way you describe the luminous body or the luminous energy field in the book is really, really helpful. And it ties directly to this field of wholeness where we can, again, reestablish homeostasis and do that healing and repair and, and what have you work. So can you just speak more about, um, is, is there a difference between luminous body and luminous energy field? And how does that fit into this um, idea of the, the oneness and the plant base, those power plants? You know, this is the beauty of it all is that it's interconnected. Yes. And, it's, and they mirror each other. So a hundred years ago, physicists were debating whether a photon was a particle or a wave. And if, because if you shot it at a target, it would go through that single target like a bullet. If you shot it at three targets, it would go through all three of them at the same time, like an ocean wave. So they, 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 they understood finally that it was both a particle and a field. And it had a field state and it had a particle state. Now we're in our particle state right now, our bodies. But we also have a field state, an energy field that surrounds the physical body, and that is created by the electrical activity in our long nerves. And we know there's a, there's a magnetic field perpendicular to 
any electrical conductor. So this energy field that you see depicted in every society, it's the halo around the Christ, it's the, the light around the Buddha, it's the, the aura, it's an information field. And it's the blueprint that organizes the physical body. So I remember many years ago, I was, in a, I was called by the foundation that sponsored my research. They called me up and they said, Alberto, we need an anthropologist to help us complete a research project in Haiti. And it was a project on voodoo. And I said, I don't know anything about Haiti. My work is, at, you know, my research is in the upper Amazon. And they said, we know we're reviewing your grant proposal this very minute. And I said to them, when do you need me there? So a couple of weeks later, I was in Haiti and I was interviewing this old voodoo priest. And voodoo is one of the great healing practices in the world. Amazing healing practice. But the French were such horrible slave drivers that voodoo became a way to get to restore balance on the, on the other side. In fact, the, the African slave had a lifespan of only two years in Haiti. And in America, they, in the U.S., the African slave lived to be 30 years old. So I asked this old man, how do you, if you find that you want to harm someone, how do you harm someone? And they said, simple, we just take a look at their field and we go, ah, heart disease runs in the family. And we just tweak, we just activate that imprint. It's like double clicking on a, um, on a software program in your desktop. And two months later, that person dies of heart disease. And that struck me so much. You know, they don't go and punch you out. They find a predisposition that you have and they just put a little bit of energy and tweak it and turn it on. And the shamans do the same, but in reverse. They learned that they could track these imprints for the seas in the field and they could clear them. They could get rid of them. They could upgrade the quality of the field, programming it for health. They could upgrade the blueprint. So you didn't have to live out the breast conditions that ran in the family and the heart disease. You know, you would, you would get a fresh start. So this is the, um, the, the, the basis of healing through the luminous energy field. And in Grow a New Body, I go through some of the exercises that you can do to, to release some of the anger, some of the resentment, the judgment that makes us sick, but that's also stored in our field. And the shamans would heal with a fire ceremony. And in Grow a New Body, I have a fire ceremony that you can do at home, which is so powerful because there are regions in the brain that only change through ceremony, whether it be a wedding ceremony or, or a dying ceremony or a healing ceremony. These, these ancient belief systems only shift during ceremony. So this is an important healing tool for us because the brain doesn't change by simply talking about what happened to you. The brain changes by creating a ceremony to who you're becoming. So you can, you can embrace that and welcome it and not just have to think about it. Hmm. 
That is beautiful. There are regions in the brain that only shift during ceremony. Wow, that is an interesting truth in reality. There there are regions in the brain that only shift during ceremony. And look how our modern culture has lost ceremony we've we've really lost the capacity to hold ceremony in so many wow so many ways with our busy busy lives so wow okay yeah we're, we're yeah. going to get into that more and, and and in the next show I, I really want to bring in some of these real specific um, tools that you offer us for help but I'm, I want to go back to this thank you for the explanation of the the luminous energy field is this blueprint that we can mm-hmm. upgrade. And you talked about the quantum leap that humanity is going to make as we're moving into this evolution. But you say, and I, I, I love how you mentioned this earlier, that literally we're, we can have this quantum leap. We can really um, learn how to harness our luminous body, but we need to learn the science and as we're learning the science, we're coming into those steps that you talked about, the detoxing, the repairing our gut, repairing our brain, and then literally stepping forward in this vision quest that, that moves us forward. So this isn't just um, evolution by chance now. If we are really going to step into this next stage of who we are, you're inviting us to really learn understand and and move with this positive step for ourselves right absolutely and you know the uh, there are 40 million species in the planet a little bit give or take a million <laughs> there are close to 40 million mm. different species in the planet and in only two of them does the female live into menopause so in the other 39.9 million species, the female is killed off as soon as she's not useful for reproduction mm. because nature wants a species to continue. And the way that she does that is by getting us to reproduce. But in only two species does the word menopause even exist. And one of them is the human species, of course. And the other one are the orcas where the grandmothers teach the young how to hunt and how to survive in times of scarcity and the social skills. So we're part of an, of an experiment in intelligence. We're part of an experiment in wisdom and nature seeks intelligence over muscle and teeth and brawn and claws. And, you know, she prefers a big brain than, um, than, than talents. So we have the opportunity, the orcas and ourselves, to be part of the experiment, not to be part of the control group. We can be part of the experiment in wisdom and intelligence. And intelligence is what we call spirituality or consciousness, not religion. Religion is different. Religion is a socializing force, and religion is kind of coming up with simple answers to the big questions. Really important. Spirituality is about exploring the big questions directly. Who am I? Where do I come from? Where am I going? What are the um, what are the how, what's the nature of the cosmos? How does what is reality? 
So this is what happens when you upgrade the quality of your brain. We're taking part in that experiment in intelligence. And to do that, we need the superfoods, the brain nutrients, the neuronutrients that fuel this huge leap in, in, in wisdom that we have the opportunity, the opportunity to be part of today. Mm. Okay, so we need these superfood nutrients. And we talked a little bit about this oneness and we we really haven't I haven't allowed you to explain the oneness piece yet, but I I, I often will say that um to come back into our wholeness and to really heal, it's kind of like we step into this field of wholeness and every cell remembers itself. Now, I know we can't do that when we're toxic and it's really difficult to do that without these super nutrients, but let's just define that oneness first, Alberto, and then we can kind of tie this all together and prepare our listeners for next week when we'll dig into this a little more in depth. So absolutely. Yeah. What does that oneness mean? Go ahead. And we can do that. But, you know, let me just quickly go back to these super nutrients. And just one of them, I want to mention one of them, which is CoQ10. Mm. CoQ10, but the most bioavailable form is called ubiquinol. And if you do studies with mice and you give the experimental group CoQ10 or ubiquinol and the control group nothing, by the time they get to the equivalent of being 90 years old, human age, the control group is is dying of cancer. They're in wheelchairs. And the experimental group that's getting the ubiquinol is going skiing and meditating. So it is such a huge difference. And these are absolute lifesavers today. But the experience of oneness is the seamless experience of the nature of ultimate reality. And it's available to all of us. Now, for most of us today, we're in the experience of manyness, of many disjointed aspects of reality in the same way that medicine thinks that, you know, that, that the heart docs don't need to talk to the foot docs or to the neurologist or, the, or to the bone doctors. It's, we are living in this creation that is participatory and totally interconnected and intertwined. And this is the beauty of it all. We know physicists tell us that whatever you're feeling today, it can be registered at the farthest ends of the universe through the process known as entanglement, when two particles are in, intimately entangled with each other. But of course, all of reality is entangled with each other. And that happens only at the level of the field. Because at the level of the particle, if I wanted to sit in your chair, Julie, and if I were in the same room you're in, and I wanted to sit in your chair, you were in it, you would not be very happy. <laughs> because two bodies cannot occupy the same space. It's a law of physics. But two fields can. You can have two magnets or 10 magnets in a room, and their fields are occupying the same space. So we're all interconnected at the level of the field, but we're separate at the level of the particle. And the beauty of the mind is that it can inhabit the brain, but its favorite place to be is in the field. Mm. 
And that's why the Buddhists speak about spaciousness and about the ground of being, being so vast. And uh, so in the field state, we are occupying all of the, the entire cosmos. Mm. Alberto, how, how do you explain this? Um, I, I'll tell you, I, I, I recently been to this incredible event and, and ceremony and um, there were so many indigenous and, and shamans there. And I was just expressing at dinner um, with a small group of people, my appreciation for the indigenous and um, shamanic cultures that really understand this oneness like they they live it right they live in harmony with all creation with creator source with others and someone at the table um asked me how do you explain oneness to people who have never had a oneness experience and you know with with a lot of of indigenous cultures and the shamanic cultures and and spirituality we've done that we have uh, different states of consciousness near-death experience the dream state but how would you explain to someone who's never had a oneness experience what that is and what it's like and and how does that change someone forever because i believe it does just fundamentally shift something yeah you know, the, uh, it's very difficult to explain oneness to somebody who's never had the experience. Yeah. It's like trying to ex- explain the color red or the color blue to somebody who sees only in black and white. Yeah. And But what I can tell you is that the experience of oneness is available even to those people who cannot explain it or understand it. And that experience of oneness we frequently find through love you find it ideally when you're dying, when you're returning back to source mm-hmm. and when you're no longer separate. At that point, it's going to be an inevitable experience of oneness and you don't want that to be your first one. Yeah. So this is, <laughs> uh, and in order, and this is why the shamans put so much emphasis on learning to die. And I remember one time I asked my mentor, an old shaman in the in the Andes, I said, what's the object of all of the shamanic stuff? And he said, it's, it's to learn how to get out of this life alive. Mm. And I went, wow, okay, sign me up. And But to do that, we need to today, when our brains have been damaged by pesticides and by... Uh, I remember as a kid playing with the mercury when the thermometer broke. Remember that, Julie? Mm, yes, yes. And, and then we went to the dentist and they put it in our mouth. And, you know, if our brains are toxic, it's going to be very difficult to have that experience of oneness. This is why in Grow a New Body, I come up with, <clears throat> with a short protocol where you can begin to detox your body so that you can... It becomes so much easier to have that experience of oneness, of one, the oneness of spirit and your interconnectedness to all of creation. And that in itself becomes such a healing experience, so powerful. Yes. And, you know, Alberto, I have a lot of guests on my show. I review a lot of books for the show. And we talk a lot about oneness. We talk a lot about all things connected, our interconnected reality, the true nature of reality, uh, 
all of that, the field. And I just want to thank you. It, this is the first book, first guest, first show that we've literally spoken about nutrition and and our health as related to this oneness experience and really connecting them. You've done an amazing job and it really does shift the paradigm. It, it, it creates this disruption for us that makes mm. our nutrition and our diet and our health and the detoxing more important than ever. So thank you. But you also, so I just want to do this by closing. We just have a few more minutes here and I, I would love to hear you in two minutes or less, if you can, tie these two things together as we set us up for um, really taking a deeper dive Absolutely. in next time is why are they so interrelated? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why. We talked about how the gut, the flora in your gut produce the neurotransmitter serotonin and how you need serotonin to sleep because the pineal gland turns it into melatonin. So serotonin is a tryptamine. And the pineal gland loves to methylate, to add methyl bonds to things. Mm. So when your brain is repaired, when you're no longer awash in the stress hormones, which are adrenaline and wanting to kill and cortisol so you can run fast from predators, when the brain is quiet, the pineal gland begins to methylate serotonin. And serotonin is a tryptamine. And when you methylate it, you end up with dimethyl diets to methyl tryptamine, which is ayahuasca. So the brain produces its own bliss molecules. And you cannot meditate or have the experience of oneness unless you have the chemical substrate for it. You need the chemical base. You cannot be angry, for example, if you're producing bliss molecules. And you cannot be blissful if you're producing adrenaline because you're going to want to kill somebody. Mm. So you need the brain chemistry. And that comes from our gut. And then you need to have the pineal gland awake and ready to methylate to create these amazing products that we you know, that I only tasted in the Amazon when I would go to an ayahuasca ceremony. The brain produces it naturally in very minute amounts. And only when you're born, when you make love, when you dream, and when you die. Mm, beautiful. Great summary. I could listen to you talk forever and I'm really grateful that you've agreed to come back and take a deeper dive in so that we can really give this prescription to our listeners next time. So Alberto, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for, mm -hmm. for coming here and laying this foundation of this conversation. It's so important. My pleasure, Julie. Such a treat to be with you on the show. Thank you so much. And I look forward to our, our next conversation. I do as well. I, 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 uh, yes, I do as well. And I want to leave you listeners with some of Alberto's words here. I think um, you're getting the gist of this book and there's so much more. So tune in, pick up this book, grow a new body, and we'll be back next week with another edition, another episode. So here's this quote, we need to bring our connection to spirit and natural forces back into the healing equation.
to find peace within ourselves and live harmoniously with all beings on the planet, we need to shift our allegiance away from the tyrannical, sugar-fueled, grain-fed mindset. We must go back to the primarily plant-based diet of our ancient ancestors and their way of experiencing the oneness of the cosmos. You've been listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Remember, together we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.